You know, there becomes a point with all of these high-profile prospects that we talk about where, you know, Parker, like, no newsworthy things have come out in several weeks, and they're not going to take a visit for a while. They're gonna, not going to commit for a while. So you update it every single day, but there's nothing new to really update it on. So I love when there's other people in the recruiting industry that give their thoughts on the things that we're talking about every single day. And maybe you know immediately where I'm going with this, but I saw a fact or fiction on the front page of Rivals today. And I love the topic, Oklahoma now is the clear leader for high four-star defensive end williams Winery. Great! Awesome! We talk about this guy literally every single day. Not a whole lot has come out recently other than the visits he's taken. And all we can really say at this point is, yeah, we'll see, but it feels like OU is in the lead for williams Winery. Well, here's what the industry thought is on uh, what we say on a daily basis about him. Adam Gorney, your new, uh, your, your new uh, guy over there at Rivals, says, Fact, OU leads. Clear leader might be a little strong, but Oklahoma looks to be the favorite right now, and it could be tough to overtake the Sooners. Now, he says a lot more than that, but that's kind of the gist of it. I know that you gave your input on that article as well, but there you go. There's at least that to all the listeners out there. Someone else saying, yeah, I think OU's in really good shape for williams Winery right now. Again, nothing new. If you've been listening to this program and you've been tracking Will Winery's recruitment over the last several months, ever since Oklahoma hosted him on his most recent unofficial to Norman at the beginning of March, they've led that race. And, yeah, there's buzz for Tennessee. Yeah, he's going to OV to Georgia. Yeah, he'll OV to Oregon. But, I and you know, I kind of got the opportunity in that same article to – outline all of the opinions that I've repeated so many times on this program. That's a kid for whom relationships are going to win out in the end. So yes, it's the month of May and in the month of May when there aren't as many visits happening and it's a dead period and there's just not a whole lot going on in terms of tangible recruiting news. A lot of the same talking points are going to start getting rehashed, and that's where we find ourselves. Well, I mean, but it you know, sounds like uh, here locally and nationally the thought is, yeah, williams Winery. It says high four-star defensive end. Surely he's going to get updated to a five-star at some point, I would think. Was he like the number three overall player on 24-7 right now? Yes, and he's number twenty on arrivals, and not a and I'm not a five like, star. No, apparently huh. not a five star. So like, okay, come on, come on, people, move them up. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, they'll uh, surely they'll do that before uh, before the season starts next year, the uh, the high school football season. Regardless, by the time it's all said and done, I think that he's probably going to be a five star prospect. Uh, this goes out to the uh, Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line, by the way, because um, I saw our buddy Colin Kennedy give his opinion on who the must-get recruit is in this 2024 class, and he thinks it's David Stone, which I think is a good answer. I'm just interested from the text line, like, who you're viewing as like, hey, man, 2024, OU's got to get this guy. Is it williams Winery who we're just talking about? Is it David Stone? Is it Joey Bigfish himself, Joseph Jonah Ajonye? Like who who like who do you like look at in this twenty four class and say, look, regardless of what else happens, OU's gotta make sure and land that guy. It's and I'm David gonna Stone. I'm gonna it's guess most people say Stone yeah. or Winary here. It's definitely gonna be a defensive line. No, it's it's one thousand percent David Stone. Every other answer is simply incorrect. Because when you have a five star defensive lineman from your home state that has come out and said, Yeah, I've tried to commit to OU several times before. 
You have to land that kid. Because five-star defensive linemen in general have been the elusive white whale for Oklahoma How many on the recruiting trail. When's trend? the last five-star, like whether they signed with OU or not, the last five-star defensive lineman in the state, Gerald McCoy, right? Has there been another five-star D lineman I, come I out of the state? I think Gerald McCoy is the most recent it's one. Easily over a decade. Yeah. So there just don't happen every single year is, you know, is another point. You haven't gotten a, you haven't gotten a signature. You've had a commitment from a five-star defensive lineman between now and then. <laughs> you haven't gotten a signature from a five-star defensive lineman in a very, very long time. Are we going back to what, R.J. Washington? I can't remember if it was him or Jamarcus Jamarcus Granger McFarland. Or Jamarcus McFarland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most uh, recently. Um, the point is – you haven't signed a five-star defensive lineman in a very, very long time. And now you get a kid in your backyard that is not only a five-star, but a consensus top five prospect in the country. Yeah, you got to have He qualifies kid. as an Oklahoma's backyard. Some might say, well, actually, he <laughs> plays for the IMG Academy. Yeah, he does play for the IMG Academy. And it doesn't really feel like any of the Florida schools have capitalized off of that whatsoever. Like, you don't hear about Miami or Florida or FSU all of a sudden getting in on David Stone. Like, it's Oklahoma feels like the leader right now. He's from the state of Oklahoma. No, I agree with that, man. You, He, he is the must-get recruit in this class. You got to. And it looks like the text line agrees. What's? Let me ask you this. What's your answer on the offensive side? Um, Wesco, just because if, if he really is a top 10 player nationally, I think anytime you're in on someone like that on the offensive side, and two, we'll see what the wide receiver position looks like this year, man. Like, I, I'm hoping that we're not coming out of the season saying, oh boy, uh, we were waiting for someone to emerge during the offseason, and that lasted all the way through the season, and it still didn't happen. Not to say that I'm pushing the panic button on wide receiver, but I think it's Wesco just because feels like you lead for him, maybe a sizable lead, and he may be the best offensive player that you have on the board at this point. Yeah. I'm torn between Wesco and Grant Bricks because I think Wesco has the potential to be the next CeeDee Lamb, but, man, I think Grant Bricks has the potential to be the next Lane Johnson. Uh, I see that guy having a lot of long-term success, not just in college football but in the NFL. From the text line, David Stone, we need the big defensive tackle, plus if he comes, a few others will follow. That, that, is a, that is an interesting point about David Stone with what we use with quarterback recruiting so much. Like, oh, they'll bring others along. Uh, they'll, they'll bring at least a plus one along with them. That kind of does feel like the situation for Dave. We, we feel it, at least he'll bring a uh, four-star BFF along with him, Mike Hill Patterson McDonald, right? So he's, he's bringing luggage, and he may be bringing Louie, uh, unlike Deion Sanders. Yeah, I, I think what people sh- – ought to be mindful of with regard to the David Stone recruitment is that why why are you tired about hearing news on David Stone for the majority of y'all it's because you can't stand his presence on social media and how much he plays up his recruitment and every single fan base of every single school that's pursuing him seemingly but as active as David Stone is on social media if you get that kid committed all of a sudden that's going to work very heavily in your favor. Uh, 9-4-0 football games are one of the line of scrimmage. Sign all the great D-line and O-line. Uh, Lloyd from El Reno Stone with a 100 emoji. Uh, definitely not TJ Perry. Hashtag Team Thune. Hey, Uh-oh. there we go. So what's the biggest rivalries currently in the Big 12? Is it OU Texas, 
Mike Gundy's verse fourth and ones from near midfield and uh, <laughs> Thune versus Perry. Is that the three biggest rivalries in the conference yeah, right now? They may very well be. Um, Ronnie Crimson asked, who is the most underrated recruit that OU is going after? Michael Boganowski. I don't know. I just throw it out somewhere. That's a really but good that's answer, a good one. actually. That's a very good answer. My answer would be either Michael Boganowski or Eli Bowen. Because if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I tend to trust the opinions of people that see a lot more of certain players because of their geography and connections than I do. There are plenty in and around the Denton Geyer circle that believe Eli Bowen is a better overall football player than Peyton Bowen. Man, I, now, that's... <laughs> it, like, again, I'm not necessarily validating that. What I am saying is, if that's the case... And just judging off of what we saw of Peyton Bowen in the spring game, like throw out his Denton Geyer career for a second. Ignore all of what he did at the high school level. I'm pretty sure every single OU fan in attendance at the spring game last month walked away going, oh, man, that Peyton Bowen kid can play. If it wasn't, let's see, it probably the most memorable plays from the spring game, yeah, I think so, were probably made by uh, both Denton Geyer guys. Probably play number one that got everyone most excited was uh, the Jackson Arnold touchdown pass to Gavin Freeman, and two was probably that Peyton Bowen interception. I mean, he he probably made the second most memorable play in the spring games. But yeah, to, for someone to say like his little brother uh, could be better than him, like okay, I'm down for that. I hope that's the case. It's just, ooh boy, that's. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not ready to go there yet, but I, I need to see a lot more out of Eli Bowen before I before I am ready to go there yet. Caden Durham is a must-get on offense, says a, says a texter. That'd be a really nice get. I just feel really good about OU at running back is, is the reason why I would go with Wesco over a guy like Durham. Yeah, and I think that's a very good point because Oklahoma is going to sign a really strong running back class, and when I say really strong, I mean really, really strong, but – DeMarco Murray has enough chess pieces to work with as it is that there's going to be a difference maker in there somewhere. In Bryant Wesco, you get a guy that instantly is leaps and bounds above everybody in your wide receiver room in terms of natural God-given ability. Uh, what is the most uh, must-get recruit in this class? Five-star Randy says, Stone and Stone alone. Well, uh, Randy apparently is a five-star, so he knows five-stars, and He's saying the five-star that I want is David Stone. It, I mean, it, it is the right answer. williams Winery, it would be a great get, but just with the local ties with David Stone and all of that, I, I do agree. That's that's who you need to get. Not to say, like, williams Winery may be a better player than David Stone, but that's not really the point that we're getting across, is it? It's the local Oklahoma ties as to why that's so critical. If you miss out on williams Winery, people are going to be much more forgiving, and that's not to say they'll be terribly forgiving, but they'll be much more forgiving in that instance than they will if you let David Stone slip away. Should I feel bad for reading the name Sark's Vodka on the uh, Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line, by the way? Sark's Vodka is, I don't know if that's a newer texter. Let me scroll up and see. Um, not somewhat of a newer texter. Maybe they just changed their name on there. Uh, however, whether I should feel bad or not, Sark's Vodka says Stone and Wesco are the, uh, the must-get recruits in this class, which I... That's mine on defense, and that's mine on offense as well. So I, I agree. I would agree with both of those, actually. 50-yard run by JFA was probably the most excitable play in the spring game. 
Well, yeah, throw that in, it, throw that one in there as number three. The Ditton Geyer guys made the, the three most exciting plays in the spring game. Go figure on that one. The overall mood on this recruiting class, though it's currently ranked 26th on rivals, I mean, we just did half of a segment on Williams Winery. We just did half of a segment on David Stone. And I think there's a feeling by you and I and nationally and on the text line that OU's in pretty good shape for, for these guys that we keep talking about. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like the general mood on recruiting in 2024 right now, I mean, you, you lead for some, you're out on some others, but I feel like there's a very positive mood right now regarding this class. I think that's fair to, fair to say. What do you think? That's true, but very, it's also very May, optimistic. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, no, no, no. And that's why I'm saying at this given, this given moment, there's a seems like there's a very optimistic feel on things. Yeah. Everybody's optimistic in May. I have a feeling they'll be equally as optimistic after Juno V's roll around, but time will tell. 405-651-3439 is the Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line. OU throws out a new offer in the state of Arkansas. Some of you are asking about him. We'll get to that. Whole lot of recruiting, whole lot of transfer portal, whole lot of college football right here on The Ref. Locked in with McCombus and Thune. Live on the ref, we're the Homo Sooner fans. Ref Army listening nationwide via the free and official KREF app. Just search KREF in the app store. Pensacola, Florida is tuned in today. Honolulu, Hawaii has checked in. Riverside, California. Vail, Arizona. Columbus, Ohio. Georgetown, Texas. And our small town of the day, and I've never heard of this small town, little disappointed in myself and all of the years of all the time I've grinded watching severe weather coverage in the state of Oklahoma. And we'll probably do so again tonight for multiple hours. Ralston, Oklahoma. is Ralston? It's like north of Pawnee. I had no idea where, where it Interesting. was. There's yeah. a Ralston, Nebraska. R-A-L-S-T-O-N. Yep. Ralston, Oklahoma is tuned in, north of Pawnee. So whoever's listening out there, sorry I didn't know that your town existed, but uh, thank you for tuning in. Pawnee, uh, Keaton Page, the uh, first thing that I think of when I think of Pawnee. The Pawnee Pistol was his uh, nickname at one point. I think of Parks and Rec, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's just me. Uh, brought to you by K&N Furniture Consignment with locations in OKC and in Norman on Main Street. Much more than furniture consignment. K&N is a full design center and will beat any local competitor's price on fabrics. To the text line we go. Uh, are you guys surprised that OU is going after so many receivers in the portal and otherwise that Josiah Martin hasn't gotten an offer, especially with the familiarity with JFA? No, I am not surprised that Josiah Martin hasn't gotten an offer, not because Josiah Martin isn't really good, but because Oklahoma already has two wide receivers committed and they're looking pretty dang good with the third guy. And until you get word on the third guy, you don't really put other feelers out because Oklahoma has led the race for Bryant Wesco for quite some time, and trust me, you don't want that to go haywire. You don't want to risk that going haywire. And so it is to Oklahoma's advantage and to Emmett Jones' advantage not to seriously engage with any other wide receivers in the meantime while you wait on a commitment from Bryant Wesco. Seriously, yeah. Don't, that's, that's the one that you want. Um, I know Joseph Jonah Ajonye is Joey Bigfish, but in terms of your uh, targets at offense, and especially at wide receiver, Bryant Wesco is the big fish there. Can we, can we start calling him Little Lamb? 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's start the comparisons, Parker. Let's do it. I don't hate it. Boom. Ronnie Crimson, uh, I love you, man. But uh, you just said Big Game Boomer has just released a list of schools that should never wear alternate uniforms. Don't miss it. Can we, uh, like on Twitter? It was tongue in cheek. Yeah. No, I, no, no, no. I, I know. But on the text line now, you know how on Twitter you can say, I don't want to see tweets with these words. <laughs> can we do that with our text line with Big Game Boomer? I, I, I would love that. I would really appreciate that. I, heck, I would love if there were some way to actually filter out all of Big Game Boomer's content on Twitter, but it's going to crop up somehow. It always does. Best college towns that start with the letter Y and end with the letter E. Here we go. Yeah, that's riveting content out there, Big Game Boomer. He, he I guess he... He tweeted something earlier today about what's Eastern Michigan's record going to be in 2020. It's like, who, <laughs> who cares? Who the hell cares? God. Ralston will be featured in Killers of the Flower Moon, Great Little Osage Town. Really? Killers of the Flower Moon? I'm really looking forward to uh, for that to come out. I think that's coming out here in, uh, in a couple of weeks, right? In a few weeks. Maybe it'll also be featured on Twister 2 as well. That's my hope. <laughs> Oh, gosh, this text is hilarious. Tyler, please don't say grinding on air. TJ is very sensitive. I apologize. I apologize. Uh, Gunner from Grove says, Urban Meyer not uh, offended by me saying grinding, by the way. No, if anyone is not offended, (laughs) Urban. Urban is certainly not. Gunner from Grove says, On a road trip to Virginia with my fiance, she's a hokey and a first-time listener. Can she get a shout-out from y'all? Thanks, guys. Hey, Michael Vick was awesome. Shout-out to your fiance. Sorry about Troy Everett. Wow, really, dude? It was a genuine apology. All all she wanted was a shout-out, and you're, like, talking smack to her all of a sudden? Dang. Hey, Michael Vick was great. Tyrod Taylor was awesome. Um, D'Angelo Hall was pretty good. And our Sandman is really cool. Yeah, there you go. There's the four nice things that we can say about Virginia Tech. I don't know if there's anything else nice we can say about yeah, the football no, your, program your head, right now. Yeah, your head coach is named Brent Pry. That kind of <laughs> says all that needs to be said. 580, does OU finish anywhere near the top five in recruiting this season? If not, are they comfortably in the top ten? I'm, okay, this goes back to it was a statement slash question going into the last break. It feels like the general mood on recruiting is very optimistic right now. I would say as things sit today or, you know, that where they are today and where you think you sit with David Stone and Williams, whenever, like just where it is today, does OU finish anywhere near the top five in recruiting? Absolutely, I think that they do. And, yes, I think that they're going to be comfortably in the top ten. If you ask me to put money down on whether or not Oklahoma ends up with a top five class, I'm saying Yes, they end up with a top five class. Now, maybe four or five, but top five class, sure. Yeah, top five. Now, top three, I don't know. That might be stretching it. But top five, yes, I would go there. It would be tough to catch Michigan, Ohio State, or or, uh, or, or Georgia. So I I would settle for a four or five. That's still going to be a really good class. And honestly, here's the thing, Parker, and really the most important thing. Going back to another discussion we had earlier this week, we asked, like, what's – What's going to define success in 2024 with this class? Is it top five ranking, or is it getting the targets that you need on the defensive line? Well, they go hand in hand. If we're talking about a class that's four, five, or even like number six, that signifies to me that you you did what you needed to do on the defensive line. So that's that's really the important. Okay, part let here. me let me ask you this, Tyler. Would you rather have a top five class with four blue chip offensive linemen? Or a top 10 class with 
five blue chip defensive line. Oh, dude. I, I mean, you're basically asking me, do I care more about the actual hole or the recruiting ranking? And I care about what's actually in the class. I will take five blue chip defensive linemen any day over a top five class that has four legit. Now, I, I'd love a combination of both, or I'd love to have both, but that wasn't really the question. Give me the defensive line with what's coming in the SEC. I don't really have to think hard about that one. Yeah. And so I, I agree with you. To me, you know, yes, I think Oklahoma ends up with a top five class in the 2024 cycle, but even if they don't, I don't think that is truly the barometer. I think the barometer comes down to what Todd Bates and Miguel Chavis can do with their top targets. Uh, defense all day, says Eric in the OC. CD from Hockley, Virginia Tech, inner Sandman is awesome. And then some are making comments about uh, Michael Vick and some of the things that he did off the field. Anyway, uh, what about OU's new offer out of uh, Searcy, Arkansas, Wyatt Simmons? Oh, I, I just saw that this morning. I haven't really had the chance to dig into that yet. What I do know is that Arkansas offered him immediately after OU did. Really? So, huh? Imagine that. Huh. Interesting. Is that their uh, Cole Adams for the uh, 2024 class, maybe? Man, Why haven't we takes... been offering him? What's going on? Not now Oklahoma's in on him. Yeah, but there you go. Another big-time linebacker in the 2024 class as Oklahoma tries to figure out what that group is going to look like sans Peyton Pierce, presumably. Sans yeah. Peyton Pierce. Now, Wyatt Simmons has got some big offers. He's got Florida State. Uh, Which happened got, last night, by the way, apparently. Florida State offered last night. He's got Auburn. He's got an Auburn offer. Man, he must be brand new to Twitter. Well, he, I think he is because yeah. apparently – Joined May 2023. There you yeah, go. Yeah, well, um, Auburn and OU have offered since May 1st, and apparently like he was an under-the-radar prospect until about two weeks ago. And then, boom, like he's an FSU offer, an Auburn offer, an OU offer, finally an Arkansas offer – Apparently, he can run sideline to sideline. Like, apparently, the thing about him is he can really, really run. That's the thing about Wyatt Simmons. Now, I'm like you. I just saw this this morning as well and haven't been, uh, you know, too much in film study with Wyatt Simmons, if that even exists. But apparently, he can really run, and he's, he, like, getting some notoriety here in the past couple of weeks. I'm down for it. I'm down for under-the-radar, relatively local guys that are <laughs> that don't hang out on social media too. Like if that doesn't so scream So Venables, he's like, yeah, oh, that's my guy." If that doesn't scream OU football player, I don't know what does. Ha, what's the uh what's the success rate look like for OU in the state of Arkansas in the past 15-20 years? Trey Norwood was an Arkansas kid and he was a three-star, right? I believe so. Yeah. I there aren't that many Arkansas Sooners that come to mind. Mark I'm Bradley to... Um, was from Arkansas, obviously. I mean, he – Arkansas Pine Bluff transfer. Yeah, yeah, but it's – not that they've struck out a lot in Arkansas. It just – it hasn't felt like they've really put in a lot of time in Arkansas. And not that that's any sort of an elite state there. I mean, you can, you can go fill a class elsewhere. It's just we don't really hear a whole lot about state of Arkansas prospects for OU, which is, which is kind of interesting. I mean, it's not an elite state, but they have some players there. They produce a good deal of talent every single year. It's just, as with most most states around this region, a lot of the top talent within the state stays home. A lot of those guys will play at Arkansas. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know, just kind of a random thought when we talk about OU's had – Obviously, success in Texas, but they've had it in Kansas. They're really having it right now in the state of Missouri. 
But Arkansas, eh, not really, uh, not really all, all that much to 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 speak for. Uh, to speak for. Sarks Vodka says, I am once again letting the text line know that Logan Hallen will be a first-round draft pick. Put him on the board on that one. Going to be the second first-round draft pick for Bill Bedenbow is, uh, is what he's saying. What, he's not going to have one till then? I guess I, I'm speaking for, for that text a little bit there, but I'm reading in between the lines. That, nope, Logan Hallen's going to be a first-round pick, the second one. If there's a first-round pick on the roster right now amongst offensive linemen, who is it? I guess is it Guyton? I guess um, I don't feel like Walter Rouse is that guy. I don't feel like Andrew Rehm is that guy. Um, well, honestly, probably Caden Green. The more that I think about it, for for what and, and it's probably way too early to say that. In fact, I know it's way too early to say that. But apparently, he looked really good in spring. There's some real potential there. You know what my answer is? Who's your answer? Big sexy. Yeah, maybe. It's, I, I think it's definitely a, a first-year or second-year player. Yeah, Guyton's got that potential. I just don't know if like, – he's got to add bulk. You know, like he's not that wide. He's still kind of built like a tight end. So he adds bulk and doesn't lose that quickness. Then I think he'll be in contention for first-round first pick. But, I mean, you talk about a prototypical NFL offensive tackle. It's Jacob Sexton. And you can make the argument that if OU doesn't have – two NFL top half of the draft picks at either tackle position this past year, Jacob Sexton starting as a true freshman. I think the hope is is that you, you signed four offensive linemen in last year's class. Two of them, I think, have a chance to play as soon as this year. I think the hope moving into the SEC is last year's offensive line haul, along with some of those other players you got in 2022 – that's kind of your offensive line class that rebuilds things up front, and they get back to being an elite offensive line, right? And I think the hope with this recruiting class is the same as going to be able to be said about the 2024 defensive line haul. You, you agree with that? Along with like a P.J. Atabare and some other players you got last year, like you need those D-line, O-line classes that help rebuild things. I feel like last year's offensive line class could be that, and the hope has got to be that this year's defensive line class is going to be that because you're going to need it in that conference. I think everyone knows that. 405-651-3439, Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line. A lot of text to get to, a lot of recruiting to get to. We'll do it all next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. All right, so I'm reading more on this Wyatt Simmons kid, the new OU offer at linebacker out of CRC, Arkansas. Apparently, he released a two-minute, 49-second highlight video last Friday to uh, you know ignite his recruiting status, and it worked. He's getting all of these offers now, including Florida State, OU, Auburn, and Arkansas. He's six foot two, 215, and runs a 4'6". Uh, as of right now, guess he, <laughs> so uh, that boy good. Yeah, he's played wide receiver before. Uh, okay, all right. Well, we have someone new to uh, to keep our eye on. Is Peyton Pierce officially on uh, Flip Watch? Like we didn't read the we didn't read that from an Instagram post and uh, saying that he's on Flip Watch. But uh, inside information, would, would you? Would I say he is on Flip Watch? No. At least not imminently. But is it trending Oklahoma, towards it could be on Flip Watch potentially? Oklahoma's going to have to play the long game. I don't expect much movement there for at least three months. I would say if there's a chance to flip that kid, 
you probably don't make a whole lot of meaningful progress in that direction until the season rolls around and you get him on campus for a game day. I think that's the kind of thing it's going to have to be. Uh, text line uh, 405-651-3439, Knipplemeyer, Chevrolet text line. Which state will have the lowest high school talent in the new SEC? So you're saying which is the state that has the least impressive high school talent on a year-in, year-out basis? Arkansas or Kentucky? I was going to I wrote down Kentucky on that, yeah. yeah. And probably Arkansas's. You think Oklahoma's a better – well, I mean, just look at it this year. Um, Oklahoma has the Davian Sims. That's a that's a high four-star guy. Ah. I mean, I think David Stone can still count here. That That's a five-star. Uh, you've got Danny Okoye, who's a big-time four-star. I think most years OU has more top-end talent than the state of Arkansas does. So, yeah, I'm good with that. Probably Arkansas or Kentucky. Probably the two. Uh, Frisco Sooner says, IMO, whether or not OU is successful in the SEC, will depend on whether or not they can recruit in the trenches, period. End of story. Oh, you will always get their skilled players, but they have been below average up front on defense for far too long, even dating back to the later Stoops years. Now, now read Recruiting Doomer 1's text. Recruiting Doomer 1 says, You keep talking about this defensive line class, and I am seeing nothing transpire. Well, no one's really committed just yet, Recruiting Doomer 1. Other than Lindstrom last week, and he committed to Tennessee. Maybe good news is going to happen in nine days when Zadavian Sims is going to announce. Seemingly between OU and Oregon. This recruiting Doomer one is probably one of the same folks that was sitting there in June last year going, Oh, you can't recruit. OU's recruiting class is garbage. OU's going to be in over their heads when they get to the SEC. I don't feel like recruiting Doomer one was always a Doomer. Like I I, I feel like now Has that he just become jaded? I feel like in the past three weeks or so he's living up to his name a little bit. I thought that there was a lot of positivity. Coming from recruiting Doomer one, I don't know what changed. I thought the vibe was, the vibe and the mood was pretty good overall right well, now. It's I, not. I would ask you, recruiting Doomer one, what exactly do you want to see transpire? I don't feel as though we've teased any imminent commitments from interior defensive linemen on this show. I don't feel like that has ever been the expectation. The expectation has always been you get these guys back on campus in June, solidify the fact that you are the leader in the clubhouse and then you get them on board once they've seen all that they feel they need to see. But we've said it. Look, Nigel Smith is committing in September. Joseph Jonah Jonier says he's committing on August 1st right now. Lord knows when David Stone commits. Will Nguyenary is probably a July or August commitment at this point. And so you're going to have to wait things out for these dudes. Zadavian Sims is going to have the – he's going to be the first one that you have the opportunity to get on the board with. And that comes your way next week. I feel like David Stone is just going to randomly commit, like just on a random day, and no one's going to believe it. Oh, what a hey, – yeah, that, okay, David, you try to fool us again on social media. We're not falling for it this time like we did your April Fool jokes. Nope, nope, David Stone says he's committed to OU. Like, no one's actually going to believe it because he's just going to commit on a, uh, on a random day. I, uh, I rolled my eyes but also got excited – on a, a recruiting story today, a kid by the name of Selman Bridges dropped a uh, top nine, to which I rolled my eyes and said, really? A top nine? Okay. But then, hey, even though it's spelled a little bit different, OU has a chance to get another Selman on the roster. There you go. You always got to take that opportunity, right? Arkansas, Oregon, USC, TCU, LSU, Tech, Texas, OU, and A&M. 
Do you know anything about the next Selman that's going to be in Norman? Yeah, so that kid's kind of freaky. I've gotten the chance to see him on a couple different occasions. He is really long and really tall for a cornerback. He looks like a wide receiver. He looks like the type of kid that should be playing wide receiver. But he's a very technically sound, really fluid cornerback. And one of those players that you get a few of them every year, right? They don't look like they belong at their position physically, but they're, they just dominate. And I don't expect Selman Bridges to end up at Oklahoma. So, I mean, oh, you made the top nine. Whoop-de-doo. But he's a fun football player. Just sign him and move him from corner to defensive line. <laughs> Right, put eighty pounds on him. I feel like if Selman Bridges um, in, in, in ended up signing with OU, he needs to put uh, like Ichiro. He's got to put his first Selman. name uh, on the back of his jersey, Selman and not, with an A, and not Bridges, especially because a uh, recent signee uh, Bridges uh, four or five years yeah. ago that didn't OU's, work so well. OU's got a great history with Selmans, not a great history. Not a great with history with Bridges. You got to go Selman on the back, and honestly, he's probably got to change the spelling of his first name legally to how Leroy, uh, Leroy uh, Dewey and Lucius spelled it. That's just that's just my opinion. And if he does if he does these things, if he's able to do these things, Parker, he will probably end up an All-American and have a statue of himself on campus one day. Great point That's from Zane. Could we get a Selman and a Sims in the same cycle? Oh, that would be sweet, wouldn't it? Probably not. But And you hey, maybe you can get a kid that doesn't have the last name Bosworth, but just looks like Bosworth and Sammy Brown, huh? Everyone's comparing Sammy Brown to Bosworth with the hairstyle and how good of a backer he is. Let's just let's just bring back the seventies and eighties. Let's go. Hey, move Ted Roof to an off field role and make Barry Switzer your new DC. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, don't get that one started. I think <laughs> everyone would be for that, bringing the King back, even as the uh, as the uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, let's see if people knew the amount of Oklahoma kids that play on other teams outside of OU and OSU. They would realize how good Oklahoma high school ball is. I think it's very comparable to Illinois or Nevada. Really? Okay. I, that, Illinois or Nevada at, on first sight wasn't the most flattering thing I've seen, but Bishop Gorman is in, yeah. in, in Vegas, so <laughs> that makes say, up for a lot. Bishop Gorman probably produces close to as many P5 kids every single year as the entire state of Oklahoma. Seriously. But, yeah, I mean, how many – there were a ton of kids last year that were uh, – like not, not only just Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, but you had a kid go to North Carolina – excuse me, North Carolina. You had a kid go to Illinois – you had, um, I felt like just about every single Power Five conference was represented last year. Yeah, Morgan Pearson go to Alabama, to Arkansas was on there. There were, there were a ton. Yeah. Yeah. I think, gosh, I'd have to do the math, but I'm pretty sure the state of Oklahoma sent a player to it, at least one player to every single Power Five conference. Yeah, I, I think that was it. And it was a, it was a loaded Loaded. It, it, it was a very deep class for the state of Oklahoma last year with Power 5 talent, which was pretty cool to see. All right, Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. We'll close up Locked In coming up next. More Cruton on the other side. Final segment, Locked In with McComas and Thune from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. Live on the ref, we're the homeless Sooner fans. Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line from the 918. I love this one. Recruiting Doomer 1, listen up. This text says, relax, Recruiting Doomer 1. You're two steps away from becoming a Karen. This entire conference hasn't signed a five-star defensive lineman in what, a decade? This isn't just an OU problem. 
them days is about to change, my friend. So um, don't be a recruiting Karen is really what they're trying to get across today. What would a recruiting Karen be uh, complaining yeah, about Pey- this time yeah, of year? Yeah, Peyton Pierce commits to Ohio State. Can I talk to the manager, please? <laughs> Freaks out about a missed two-star from Woodward. Recruiting Karen right there. Why didn't this kid have a PWO to Oklahoma? <laughs> Don't be a recruiting Karen is, uh, is, is the theme of the day. I love that so much. Uh, also, Zion Kearney watched a little uh, highlights from him on a recent uh, seven-on-seven visit that he had. Yeah, he looked good. He looked the part as a uh, top 100 player. Had a lot of one-on-one matchups, and he won uh, just about all said one-on-one matchups that he had. No uh, no fluky ranking there from Zion Kearney, OU's currently uh, highest-rated wide receiver. And, that, and if OU does their due diligence on the uh, defensive line side of things, I wonder if we're going to be giving as much credit as we should to the wide receiver class that they could bring in if they bring in Bryant Wesco. Yeah, Wesco and Kearney, man, and you throw a burner in there that you can stick in the slot and K.J. Daniels, that's going to be a fun trio, man. And naturally, they'll all develop on different timelines. All three are not going to be plug-and-play dudes as true freshmen, but I said it before, I'll say it again. Wesco shows up to campus at Oklahoma. He is instantly the most physically gifted wide receiver on your roster. You see uh, what's, what's going on here? They don't want recruiting Karen. They want a recruiting Kendall. Don't be a recruiting Kendall. Is, is. <laughs> I'm down for either or, whichever one. Recruiting Karen or recruiting Kendall. I think both people uh, understand what a recruiting Kendall is. Zadavian Sims on May 20th. Found that out yesterday. Anything additional in the past 24 hours? Because it still feels like he's, it's OU and Oregon. He's sure trying to keep people guessing, man. Yes, I believe it's OU Oregon. I think OU has the inside track. And... Look, if I end up being wrong, I'll eat this one because my thing has always been with Davian Sims, just kind of getting a feel for his family situation. The intel itself is all over the place, but the people closest to Davian Sims want him close, and they want him at Oklahoma. So I'm going to ride with OU for now. Is Selman Bridges related to the former five-star wide receiver, says Colin Claremore. No, Cole, he, he, is, uh, he is not. He is not related, at least uh, I don't think. Did he officially pick Utah yet? No, he. I don't think he's committed. He's not committed? Okay. Not yet, anyway. Uh, can Ronnie Crimson please start recruiting Sammy Brown? Sorks Vodka wants to know. Uh, Ronnie Crimson is, is, uh, represents one prospect a year. He cannot change mid-recruiting cycle to Sammy Brown. Hey, we just got a text from Grill Boy himself, Travis Davidson who adds, most important defensive line point for the Doomer, none of the top 17 defensive linemen in the 24-7 sports composite have committed anywhere yet. OU is the crystal ball leader for four of them. It's about order of commitment. Just say that now so they'll shut up. He also put hashtag recruiting Karen at the bottom of it. Actually, he didn't. I just wanted to to include that. Nice. Just wanted to include that. Uh, ESPN transfer portal, uh, portal rankings for spring. Brennan Thompson, ranked 21 on the list. He was the uh, number 21 overall player for the entire spring uh, transfer portal cycle. Alabama starting quarterback next year, Tyler Buckner, ranked at 24th. So OU's wide receiver get is 21. Alabama's target at quarterback, who's probably going to be starting game one, was all the way back at 24, just inside the top 25. Brennan Thompson is going to be – 
And I don't know how much of an impact he makes this year, to be quite honest, because I still think there's some work to be done there. I think he needs to add weight for one thing because he's got a lot of speed, but that's kind of why I give the edge to Jaquace Petaway right now in terms of what he, that guy can do showing up day one on campus because you look at Jaquace Petaway, that's a dude with 10-4 speed in the 100. Well, I mean, heck, he cracked 10-3, I guess, at the regional track meet not long ago, him and Caden Durham. But he's not just a guy with 10-2 speed. He's a guy that's built like a freaking grown man with tree trunks for legs. And so you put a player like that in OU system, yeah, he's young, but I'm really high on Jaquay's Petaway heading into the fall. Yeah, um, he's a lot faster than I am, and I did not dare to race him in the middle of campus corner, but Brennan Thompson and I were uh, pretty similar pretty similar uh, size-wise, height-wise. Yeah, we're about the, about the same height. Hopefully, hopefully that didn't scare some people off who have uh, seen me out and about in campus corner before for pre- and post-game shows. Really? Oh, gosh, that's what we're talking about? Yeah, he better be fast if he's 5'8", uh, 5'9", five, five, whatever he is uh, listed at. But Brendan Thompson ranked as the uh, number 21 spring transfer player. Tyler Buckner, Bama twin, uh, transfer back at 24. By the way, before we get out of here, I know this happened uh, last weekend, but you did ask Michael Hawkins – who he's confident in that OU's going to land this cycle. Who was, who was Michael Hawkins' OU quarterback commit most confident in that they're going to land this cycle now that we're a few days away from most it? Most confident? I would say Bryant Wesco. Well, he and I are alike in that, I guess, right? That of, uh, out of whoever's out there. Yeah, things looking good right there, right now. Top 10 player overall. One of the best wide receivers in the 2024 class. There you go for Michael Hawkins, your quarterback commit. All right, the rush is coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref.